Welcome to The Butcheler, a podcast where we recap, dissect, unpack, analyze, and cry about the most recent episodes in Bachelor Nation. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your... Are we hosts? I guess we're hosts. I'm your co- Yeah, we're hosts. We're hosting a podcast right now. Wow. Is is the podcast like the parasite that's like taking up? Yes. Yes. Yeah, let me redo that. Hi, welcome to the butcheler of parasite that is infecting me and Olive. Save us, please. Save us. Okay, so I thought we'd start out with a non-bachelor or mostly non-bachelor related icebreaker question today, Mm -hmm. um, which is, Welcome everyone. Thank you for coming. Please give us your um, your name, your pronouns, and if you could live your life in any genre of movie or television, what would that genre be? Hi, I'm Amelia. She or they. I would, I mean, competitive reality. I'm going to be on MasterChef. I'm Olive. I use they, them, and I think I would be on one of those crime shows where they solve a crime every episode. Yeah. Just because I would know that no matter how bad things looked, they would have to get resolved in the next like 12 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's why I'm one of those people who rewatches shows over and over again. And it's fully for that satisfaction of everything getting tied up at the end. It's like when I'm freaking out, when I'm anxious, whenever anything's bad, I'm like, I just need something to feel resolved. I'll turn on one of those shows. Are we ready for, or, oh, let's start with a recap. Let's start by recapping. We had two episodes this week. Not a lot happened in either. So I don't think we have to spend too much time on the recap part. Um, Where do we start off? We're on a date with Blake, right? Yeah. I have exactly two things to say about the, um, the first episode. Okay, great. Let's hear them. Okay. So one, the date with Blake. There's always one of these dates on every season of the bachelor or bachelorette that's like definitely like racist and like appropriative of like wherever place they're staying but usually they're like going around and visiting places so like what always what i always remember is this one season of paradise where some some very like white like milk toast couple had this dinner date and then like a bunch of Aztec dancers just like swarmed their dinner date and like danced around them because they were they were like in Mexico. It, anyway, so that's like the kind of garbage yeah. that you can expect to see at least once a season. The thing that was special about this date was that I couldn't even, I want to say it was cultural appropriation, but can, like, I don't know what culture. Yeah. And it, it really just seemed like that lady, I don't remember what her like title was. But there was this lady doing these like energy rituals on Blake and Tasha. She seemed to be loving what she was doing. Do you know what I mean? She seemed to be living her best life. I almost feel like her job is to do this for celebrities. It wasn't like they found some like indigenous healer and were like, let's exoticize you for the show. They were just like, this lady can do. I almost feel like she was an actress. I fully agree. And I feel like her gig as an actress is to string together this like fake spirituality. Yeah. But she never at any point was like, and this is where my tradition comes from. Like, it just felt like she was just doing her thing. This was just like her hobby. 
The second thing I have to say about this episode is that the like weird conference room where they had the men tell all was fully just the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Now I'm just, I'm imagining the process of going to the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks and putting up the fake Bachelorette. Like, also, what's the name of that little guy in Twin Peaks? Oh, it's just a little guy. You know, the one that talks backwards. It's, they don't have names. Um, Chris Harrison is his name. <laughs> now I'm never, ever going to see Chris Harrison the same way. Thank you. And the good news for you is that you don't even have to envision it in your mind because I'm going to make a graphic of it for this week's episode. I do not want to see it, but I do support your creative endeavors wholeheartedly. (laughs) I have no choice. Okay, so the mental all happens. Um, Taisha kills it. Yosef is Yosef. Chris Harrison tells Yosef off. We don't really seem to address Claire's part of this season a whole lot during mental all, which was surprising to me. But we honestly, we really just keep the focus on Noah and Bennett, even though we thought we might be done with that. They're the real power couple from this season. I think this whole season was about Noah and Bennett finding love. But Noah kind of, there's this moment in the mental all where where Bennett like kind of apologizes. And Noah's response was, um, if that's genuine, I accept it. But I have no way of knowing if that's genuine, which almost to me felt like, do you not know what accepting an apology like you're it's up to you to decide as the acceptor of the apology if you accept it or not um so that was weird and then Noah like does not apologize and is like uh, and goes off on Bennett and it was a bad look for Noah in my opinion yeah Noah was having his tv moment and I just don't think that Noah really thought about what a beautiful life that they could have together exactly like Bennett could like you know, like Ben, Bennett's this like financier, whatever, and he, I'm sure that he could like fund like a nonprofit to help like Noah's like traveling nurse stuff. Oh, yeah, and you know they would have their separate lives. Noah's traveling, and he'd fly into New York City, and Bennett would buy him like fifty dollars of sushi. I'm so ready to see the Noah and Bennett show. Think of the gifts that Bennett would give Noah. Uh, the gifts or the gifts? The gifts with the T. Yes, and the <laughs> gifts. yeah oh my gosh I think that would just be such a great little couple but they weren't ready for it speak of not being ready for things then it's time for hometowns in this pseudo hometown situation where everybody's family comes up to visit but they they have to like pretend that they're in their hometown we start off with Brendan yeah he has a little niece they're adorable they play these little games. It's adorable. We meet his family. Nothing happens. Up next was Ivan. It was like Ivan and Zach, and I don't remember the order. Let's go Zach next. Zach is like, there's this scene in which Zach is like hailing a taxi for a long time. And there, uh, the whole time I was like, there's not a taxi's not going to pull up. On three, we're going to give our best taxi impressions, Okay. 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 One, two, three. Taxi! 
Can I, can I hear yours again? I don't know if I can recreate it. It's like you have to kind of hiccup. It's like, <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, Taisha does a great job at his little taxi test. And then he pulls up this adorable cardboard taxi and they scoot around town like they're characters from the Flintstones. And then they um, eat uh, some pizza that definitely was not a real New York slice, but they pretended it was. But first they eat bagels, and then they immediately move to eating pizza. And while I love both pizza and bagels, and I am a strong proponent of consuming both in one day, I do think maybe both are more satisfying when not consumed one right after the other. That is fair. I will give you that. It wasn't the most healthy, well-balanced meal, especially compared to Ben's health shots Um, (laughs) or wellness shots. Sorry, wellness shots. shots. But it's New York. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You're going to lie down in the fountain and make out. Yeah, which, by the way, leads me to uh, an important question I have to ask you. I saw that scene and I was like, this is unsanitary and gross. And Sarah, friend of the pod, who I was watching with, uh, was like, that's not gross at all. And I want to know if it was just me (laughs) or do you think that's gross? Listeners, this is for you to comment with what you think. Is it gross to climb into a fountain? I think it depends on the fountain. How gross is the fountain? Like, how often is this fountain cleaned? Is the water chlorinated? Is it the kind of fountain that's meant to be splashed in? Yeah, I think that you have to put in some sort of, like, cleaning situation if you want the um, the fountain to be able to, to be, like, clean enough. Um, I think you need to put, like, a filter or even, like, a fish, something that's going to filter your water in there. Yes, a fish. A fish would make it cleaner. So I'm starting a campaign right here and now to put fish in the, <laughs> the fountains in public places so that Taisha can continue to make out in them with whomever she chooses. Yes. Um, if you wish to support my fish in fountains campaign, specifically tadpoles, I'm going to actually say not fish, tadpoles. Um, they are way better for filtering water. So I'm going to say if you want to support our campaign to put tadpoles in fountains in public places you can donate to my venmo it's at amelia-goldstein-1 um up next she meets ivan's family there's like a a half-formed joke in my mind about like pushing joe biden to the left starting with a tadpole in every fountain um that is actually my game plan. I just wanted to be more subtle about it. Um, <laughs> I thought the joke you were going to make was um, something about like kissing all of the frogs. That's not a joke. That's that's just my reality. <laughs> it's the gay agenda. Oh my gosh. Okay. If you support the gay agenda, donate and I will put a tadpole in a fountain. Speaking of politics, I'm under so much pressure from you because you explicitly said there was going to be Marxist analysis in this. There's always Marxist analysis. You just have to know how to hear it. Okay. It'll come up. It'll come up when it comes up. Don't, don't put any unnecessary pressure on yourself. It's too late. 
Up next, we see uh, Ivan's family, which is my dream family and my favorite people in the entire world. Um, I love all of them. Um, He just happens to say like at least a thousand times that he wishes his brother was there. And then, whoa, his brother's there. Shocker. Um, He has an adorable niece as well, who he raised for a while while his brother was incarcerated. We see this lovely conversation between Taisha and Ivan's brother, in which he kind of calls her out. Ivan's brother for next bachelor. Yes, I agree with you. Ivan's brother for bachelor. So there's this moment, and this was maybe my favorite moment on the whole show, where Taisha's like, Yeah, he's really loyal. And Ivan's brother is like, Loyal is an action word, (laughs) which was like, What? To be fair, it's not. It's not. It absolutely is. It's an adjective. Okay, you mean action word as in like a verb. Yes. That's way too literal. He means like loyal is a word that describes actions. Okay. Which I get technically would mean it's an adverb. But what he's clearly saying is loyalty is something that you demonstrate and something that you prove. It's not just like a personality trait. I feel like he really, in that moment, was, like, calling out the entire Bachelor franchise and the idea that, like, after a couple of extremely structured dates, you can ever say that somebody has the qualities such as loyalty and devotedness that you maybe have stated that you're looking for in a husband. And so I almost felt like this was this really... I Maybe I read too much into it, but I was like, wow, he really just called out the whole concept of this show. I think he did read too much into it, but I think we are on a podcast about a reality television show. So, I mean, you know. Then Tasha bonds with Ivan's mom too. And then we have Ben's hometown date. Okay. My only thing, the only thing I wanted to say was that Ivan explicitly said that COVID was a big risk for his dad and that if his dad got COVID, it was basically a death sentence. Oh, right. And I was hoping that this would go into a very healthy, like, he couldn't make it. We're going to Zoom with him real quick conversation. But no. Mm -mm. All these people are like, family is everything. And I'm going to literally risk everything to bring them on this fucking TV show. Chris Harrison was just traveling and then he, we see him coming in close contact with this man who, for whom COVID is a death sentence. Like it's absolutely deranged and absolutely messed up. And I do have moments in every episode, this whole season where I just like get extremely angry at the franchise. Yeah. Especially as I like try to take steps to not, murder my parents when I go see them. Most of us are not seeing our family. Why should these like people on a reality TV show be seen as such exceptions to that, you know, the whole COVID, the whole pandemic? Um, I don't know to what extent you follow like people from Bachelor Nation on Instagram, but every once in a while when I'm watching, I'll look someone up and who like pops into my mind So I have seen so many just general posts from people who are in Bachelor Nation, like former contestants, where they're like, look at me hanging out with my friends at a restaurant. Look at me on a date. Yeah, don't give a shit. Oh, that reminds me. I followed Ben on Instagram because I'm garbage. (laughs) Um, 
and he's like he's like a personal trainer and he had some story that was like it was like him and his like gym buddies like working out and the caption was something like in a time when we're like when like people are preventing us from like prioritizing our health like we're still working out or something like that what what does his doctor dad have to say ben yeah that's why he wasn't there I thought he wasn't there because they had some weird family falling out. I mean, yeah, that's obviously the subtext, but he said it was because his dad's a doctor in COVID. Okay, I missed that. Oh, they were sitting by the pool and he's like, my parents can't come because he's a doctor and the pandemic and all. Oh, it was okay. The I was, nobody acknowledged the pandemic. I was making latkes during this episode, so. I'll allow it. But yeah, so Ben clearly thinks that like COVID is a hoax to like stop guys like him for making gains. I have no words. But up next on Ben's date is maybe the most like unbelievable reality television crossover that we absolutely need to talk about because it goes completely unaddressed throughout the episode. What are you talking me about? a face like you don't even know. You're saying out loud, what are you talking about? Because you don't even recognize who his best friend and I believe soulmate is. Oh, yes. I do know what you're talking about. So this boy who has avoided talking about his parents the entire series conveniently has parents who are doctors during COVID and cannot come. And so instead he brings his sister, who we have mentioned before, and a lady who he has never mentioned before, but says is his close family friend. Um, And he is clearly never mentioned this lady, Antonia, before. And Taisha rolls with it. Um, She clearly has never heard of Antonia before and reacts that way. And then they meet, or like she meets Antonia and the sister, and it's Chef Antonia from Top Chef. (laughs) And (laughs) she's uh, just happens to be a celebrity chef, and they do not acknowledge it. That's fucked up. And she clearly is Ben's soulmate. And they do not acknowledge that either. Damn, I don't watch Top Chef, but now I will watch the season with Antonia. She is not a contestant. She's a host. She Uh is a celebrity chef. Oh, so she's not even like... She owns restaurants in LA. Why? I don't... First of all, why didn't they like have her like cater the dinner and like cook with them? That could have been a fun thing. There, I have so many questions about this. Like, first off, like, he has said multiple times, you know, his sisters, his rock and his only family, and now suddenly there's another person who well, is also his rock. his sister and Antonia are dating. Maybe Antonia was just catering this whole time, and then they had her pretend <laughs> to be his <laughs> I like that. Antonia, there's this obvious, the reason I say that they're in love is because there's this moment in which Antonia is, like, cornering Ben and is like, you love her. And I believe that that is exactly how I would act if my soulmate was on The Bachelor. I would be like, this hurts me so much, but I can only accept the pain of watching my soulmate fall in love if I am convinced that they're really, really in love and going to make it. And this is what's best for him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no other reason for her that I could think of for her to be so aggressive about like you guys are in love especially when he said that they weren't and they weren't and that was confusing for him thank you for listening thank you for coming to your antonia talk mm-hmm. yep to my chef antonia talk another way to look at it is okay, that 
maybe okay. she's in love with him. And she was saying you're in love with her as like an accusation. Just another, just another take on it. Why would she be saying it like that? I don't know. Just like the same way, the same way I look at Bug when he leaves my lap and I say, you left. Bug is my cat. Yeah. But what would be her motive for being so like for accusing him of being in love like that? Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She's in love with him and I support it. I love Ben. I love Antonia. There's chemistry. It didn't work out with Taisha. Like Ben, go be with Antonia. Antonia, go be with Ben. So Ben is a Leo, mm-hmm. which explains a lot. I was going through this episode being like, he's either an Aquarius or a Capricorn because of the like can't cry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but shocker, what I was really thinking is, oh, he's me. And I was just naming signs that I have heavily in my chart. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I do have some, <laughs> I'm a Leo moon. So <laughs> there's a little mm-hmm. Freudian analysis. What's Antonia's sign? Yeah, November 23rd. Would that be a Sagittarius? Yeah. Oh my God. Happy Sagittarius season, Antonia. Um, Also happy late birthday. Um, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Also, yeah, Sagittarius and Leo's. Match made in heaven. Power couple. Absolutely. They'll start a bizarre franchise. Mm -hmm. They'll start like a gym and restaurant together franchise. So um, up next, we've got, or I guess that's it for the the episodes, right? Oh, she sends Ben home. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't love her. He loves Antonia. Yes. So throughout these two episodes, she has sent home Ben, Bennett, who has returned just to be sent home. Oh, poor Riley. Riley. And Blake. And Blake. Yes, of course, Blake. Should we name who our fallen hero is? Yes. On three? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three, Riley. Oh, I'm so glad you said Blake. (laughs) Because I I really, like, was going back and forth between Blake and Riley. I love Blake. I want him to be the next Bachelor. I want him to have his own franchise of his own. I think he is precious and adorable. Um, Both... all, All people who have left this show recently have also left with like no real reason you know what I mean like she comes up with these kind of euphemisms for why she's breaking up with them yeah she's like, I looked into your eyes and I didn't see it yeah or she's like I just don't feel like we were there yet I felt like we were on different pages I just felt like we were on a different timeline I'm not sure our watches were synchronized correctly like I have named this move the easy out. After our fallen hero? Yeah, after our, um, our the, I think the original person for her to do that to was easy. Yeah. And I think ever since, it's just become kind of her MO of like not having a real reason and coming up with these, which I get it. She has to on the show. She has to come up with some reason. But she comes up with these reasons why she is dumping these guys that just feel like the absence of a reason. It kind of feels like when you don't get a job that you know you were, like, fairly qualified for, and you're just like, well, yeah. what the fuck not? Yeah, and they're just like, well, our timeline didn't add up. What does that mean? I also think it's partially because, like, this show is squished for her. Like, she should have a couple more weeks to get this far and, like, find more bones to pick with more of the men. 
Yeah. But, like, she had to cut four men in, like, one episode, like, three weeks in. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I do really respect and appreciate that she was just kind of like, you know what? I know who my front runners are. I'm just going to send home the people who aren't them. Also, maybe we'll give the show the benefit of the... The benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. Um, Say that maybe they did have the top four families quarantining there, like, weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. I doubt it. Um, so before we move forward, moments of silence for our two fallen heroes. Um, or I guess if you're listening, you decide if this moment of silence is going to be for Riley or Blake. Or both. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> himself in the background. What? Bug is loudly licking himself. Awesome. Very close to it. the laptop. I love it. I also, I have this idea for a show um, in which I make my turtles go on dates with each other. Um, one of them is The Bachelor and the other two are vying for his love. Wait, so Olivia and I had a bizarrely similar concept. Yeah. Um, where this is when we were on Cape Cod for two weeks Um it would be called Turtle Island, and we would just get footage oh of turtles, like, plodding around and, like, doing their thing, um, and then, like, flight it over, like, Love Island audio. You're talking about Paradise, which will uh, be aired in the off-seasons of my show. Yes. Will that... they come out of their shells? Oh, yes. Will they? That's really the only turtle pun, isn't there? <laughs> Coming out of a shell. <laughs> 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 I still I don't know I still like the Love Island aspect because I think the accents help oh that's so true yeah turtles don't you think British. all turtles are a little bit British I think the turtles that you find on Cape Cod are a little bit British okay I think that one of my turtles would have an Australian accent listeners I am in possession of three turtles at the moment which is just enough for a finale of the turtle bachelor i want to revisit this phrase you said earlier in the episode which was the benefit of the doubt and the reason i want to revisit this pun is because i actually have a game for us planned called the benefit of the doubt in which um i uh or one of us describes a behavior or a um an inexcusable action and then the other one of us has to come up with a excuse for it. So, for example. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> for example, um, uh, Yosef uh, going off on uh, Claire way back when, if you can recall, Um <laughs> could you come up with a possible um excuse so that we can give this person we can give yosef the benefit of the doubt okay so are these actions that actually happened or do we have to come mm -hmm. up with inexcusable actions no like for example it was all an snl skit or for example he is on uppers okay got it so it has to be stuff that actually happened no it <laughs> No, not the excuse, but the thing. The thing we're excusing. Oh, yeah, yeah, The idea is that maybe, we, yeah, that we pick a thing that happened. Okay. Um, uh -huh. Does it have to be from this season? 
I guess not. I'll try and keep it to this season. Okay. Um, like, all like. <laughs> so I'll give you one. Okay. My inexcusable action um, sending Easy home. Okay. Um, the excuse is that the ghosts that they encountered made her do it. Ooh, she was possessed. Yes. Okay. I mean, my inexcusable action is like this show fucking filming in a pandemic. Yeah, great one. Um, and my excuse, my benefit of the doubt is that they didn't have internet access <laughs> and didn't know about the pandemic. <laughs> They just hadn't heard about it. I missed them. All right. Thank you for playing the benefit of the doubt. Uh, that was a good game. Thank you. One of Extremely the many. convoluted. Extremely fucking twisted. <laughs> but you know what? I hope that the next time you see somebody doing something absolutely unacceptable, you take a second and you stop and you reflect and you give them the benefit of the doubt. Words of wisdom. Do you want another game? Yeah, but I really have to pee. Okay. We're going to take a break. Please listen to a word from our sponsors. Men. Welcome back. We're back. Should we play another game? Should we play another game? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? So this next game idea I have is based on chef antonio um and it's the top chef bachelorette crossover we've all been dreaming of um i'm gonna name it the bachelorette's body and cook it into meals i'm gonna name it contestant and you're going to describe the meal that you would cook that is inspired by them and why Ooh, I've never seen Top Chef, but I think I can do this. I also have never seen a full episode of Top Chef. But you know what? I'm going to start watching it. So um, up first, what would you cook for Blake? Mm, Something like wholesome with a lot of protein. Oh, totally. He's like a steak or chicken kind of guy. I would cook him what I made for Thanksgiving, which was that like um pot roast with cranberry and orange juice sauce Mm -hmm. um and just like a nice zesty salad with like a lot of lemon and garlic yeah Mm -hmm. lemon and garlic totally yeah he's a zesty kind of guy i love i love that there's for blake yeah i i mean i agree with you i think zest um i would do like a chicken breast over like an arugula salad. Um, And I would cook that chicken breast with like a lot of spices and like, um, like cayenne and like red peppers and orange zest, maybe lemon zest. Oh, maybe like a cacciatore kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe some capers. Um, Ooh, maybe black pepper. Mm. Not all of these things. I'm not all at once, guys. Calm down. 
but um yeah and then um maybe there's like some goat cheese involved because it's like the cheese we're used to but a little bit sillier and i think that is blake Blake Uh, is the cheese we're used to but a little bit sillier i stand by what i said and maybe i'd serve it with like a yorkshire pudding okay i've been outdone (laughs) no your meal was so much better oh my gosh i would eat yours over mine i would eat yours over mine okay literally i would eat yours on top of mine in a giant sandwich that sounds delicious (laughs) all right give me a person okay um taisha (gasps) a wedding cake (laughs) (laughs) all right taisha i would cook her like a molten lava cake with really fancy like sugar work on top Mm. and berries and whipped cream Mm. maybe a little what do they call it when they make like a little a shape out of ice cream shoot what's that called no (laughs) like an almond shape um that you make when you scoop ice cream really fancy a scoop (laughs) no um like just to like form it um out of like multiple spoons um and they're always trying to make them on like master chef like a like an oval situation. I can't help you. I I can't help me either. Um, what would you make for Tasha? I realize now this was a hard question and I'm crumbling yeah. under the pressure. Oh. Just just say just say pasta. No, I would never okay, I would make her my pierogies. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would come up with like a special blend of ingredients that was like just for her. Mm. I could see her eating something with like chanterelle mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And like some like some mushrooms and the onions are like slow or like slowly caramelized together. Mm. And maybe there's goat cheese in these pierogies. Ooh. Um, what would you cook for Ben? This is a hard one. Cause part of me is just like a fucking spinach smoothie. after those wellness shots that oh my gosh that was appalling it's horrible bro i had someone come in to my job my barista job one time and asked me if we if we had shots that was all he asked for and at first i was like of espresso and he was like no and then i was like of alcohol oh my god and he was like no and i was like well what kind of shots and he was like you know the kind with like ginger and like he was looking for like flu shots <laughs> i would have pulled out a needle <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny i love that he just didn't think that he needed to specify no literally just shots i wow. could have just murdered him people are wild okay yeah you could have actually given him a gunshot <laughs> a gunshot and then been like <laughs> customer right Oh my gosh. Um, well, you do serve gunpowder green tea. It's just matcha. Oh. Oh, actually, okay. I would make Ben some kind of um, like matcha infused, like sweet but wholesome dessert. 
I was really digging the spinach vibe you brought up earlier. So I was thinking maybe like, what do you, what does one even do with spinach? I'm thinking like, what do you even do? (laughs) I'm thinking like a shakshuka kind of thing um, where there's just like a lot of veggies in a stew and you eat it with bread. Yeah. And with friends. I feel like, you know, it's like a big social meal. You eat it with bread and with friends. You know what I mean? Um, And there's olives. Maybe it's like a tapas kind of thing. Okay. Or like a big like Mediterranean like smorgasbord with like hummus and baba ganoush and like dolmas. Yeah, but I don't know that I get such like Mediterranean vibes from him. Like maybe I'm just thinking like. Are we just both going like full out Jewish mother about Ben? Mm, Maybe I'm making chicken noodle soup. Yeah, for the soul. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I would just, if if Ben were coming over for dinner, I would make him matzo ball soup and pat him on the back and tell him everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And then we'd burst into matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Feel free to cut that out. (laughs) Absolutely not. All right, I have one more game on my list of. Wait, I have one more person we need to cook for. Oh, who? I want to know what you think about Zach. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> no, what would I? I don't know what I think about Zach. I honestly, I feel like I have no opinions about Zach whatsoever. I'd make him a really big sandwich, and then we'd split it and we'd chat, and it would be the kind of thing where we like sit over this like big Italian kind of sandwich. And we get to know each other really well while we're eating it. Yeah, with like a lot of pickles. Totally. And like um, like Zappos chips on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would get myself into a situation because I used to like make pizza for a job. And I feel like I'd be like, I'm going to make pizza to be better than New York pizza, but like not have mm-hmm. access to a pizza oven or anything. And then like make a kind of like structurally unsound pizza. The problem is when people are so into like New York pizza, they don't actually, there's no besting it. They're just like, they have their pizza that they're attached to. And that is the perfect pizza. Yeah, I know. You can't, it's, it's a fool's game. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't play that game. All right. But the game you should play, and this is not technically really a game. It's really just something I want to make you do. Um, And it's based not on these particular episodes, but it's based on a conversation we had in our last episode of the pod, which is that um, I just want to hear you plan out Tasha and JoJo's wedding and talk about what uh, kinds of how you would do that wedding. You know, what flowers would you have? What would the color scheme be? Um, how would they dress? Who would do the music? Where would the venue be? I'm not a wedding planner. So this... Yeah, the game is called The Wedding Planner. Okay, I just want to preface this and say that whatever I come up with, Tasha and JoJo deserve so much more. Absolutely. Okay, that said, I'm feeling like New Hampshire, like snowy, Mm -hmm. like destination wedding, like ski vibes, ski resort vibes. Maybe no skiing because I've never skied and it scares me, but like I want everyone to be like cozy and like in lots of warm coats and blankets. Hmm. Um, and like, yeah, I want you to have to take a gondola to get to the location. Oh, that sounds lovely. So that's the, and then that's the setting. 
Is the color scheme just like flannel plaid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's a lot of like beautifully arranged dried flowers and like evergreen boughs. Oh, oh man. I'm imagining the bouquet right now and it's just full of like, um, like juniper berries. Yeah. I'm going to cry. This sounds so beautiful. And And they they have like mulled wine and like hot toddies hot so many hot toddies and like rum yeah and like nice stew oh my gosh yeah it's just like a big bowl of stew that everybody eats for the meal and behind the altar there's like a fireplace Mm -hmm. they throw they write their vows and they throw them into the fire who's officiating a bear (laughs) um Great question. Who's officiating? Um, who's like a a wintry person? Santa Claus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> no, like a real life person who has winter vibes. Um. Uh. I, I mean, most real people live throughout all four seasons <laughs> wait no i have it Who? it's taking place in about five years because they've needed time to you know like grow their relationship in a healthy way not this like crazy reality <laughs> tv way um and by this time they both converted to judaism and jay jacobson the rabbi is officiating their wedding wow who's the musical guest it some band that they're going to pretend is really famous but isn't really famous Duh. okay but what band is that mm, your band wait can it be snow patrol oh yeah snow patrol <laughs> perfect all right save the date five years from now Tasha and jojo in new hampshire in an unmarked location well um i guess that's it Go eat some quesadillas and think about which Bachelor contestant they remind you of. We'll see you next week on The Butcheler. We sure the hell will. Bye. Oh, and um, um, thank you to... Our sponsors. Uh, Menmo, Venmo for Men. Thank you to everybody who donates via actual Venmo. Thank you to all of the people who make podcasting possible and um, our theoretical sound editor that will exist. And thank you to you, Olive. Thank you, Amelia. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, Tasha. Thank you, Tasha. Bye. <laughs>